What is up, the internet? All three people that are probably going to listen to this. This is Driven Crazy. This is the first episode. I'm Colby Knight. I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Uh, it's called Driven Crazy. based on the idea that uh, the best conversations happen in cars, so why would I not record that? Uh, it's primarily going to be an awful lot of comedians, so I do apologize for any offensive, potentially offensive material that may or may not present itself in any of these podcasts, but... I'm leaving these uncensored, unedited. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fire, guys. Uh, first episode here, we got the fantastic John Marge, John Margarita, as we all call him. He's a local Charlottesville comic who's been uh, absolutely killing it around the local scene lately. Good friend of mine, one of the first people I ever knew in comedy. So uh, yeah, no, we're gonna be on our way to Richmond, and uh, figured we might as well get some fun. And uh, so let's uh, let's get cracking, guys. Hope you enjoy. I do, I do apologize, by the way, uh, for potential audio issues that may occur. There was uh, some weird noises happening, so I did have to change the EQ. Wasn't the greatest, but uh, we'll see if we can get it fixed for future episodes. Just bear with me for the time being. All right, let's get cracking, guys. All right, guys, we got John Margarita. How's it going, man? Very good, Mr. Colby Knight. How are you? I am fantastic. I had a hero muffin. We are on our way to where? We are going to Richmond, Virginia. We're going to try and do... Three open mics tonight. Three open mics in one night. Is that not a doozy? It is a doozy. I think, honestly, I feel like if we get two in, I would be very happy. That would be good. The last time I got two in was at Snowing in Space and Brothers in Harrisonburg, and that was fantastic. But we'll see how these are. I've heard they could be rough and Snowing in Space. Doesn't even deserve to be called an open mic. It was just way too good. It was, uh, Snowing in Space was? Snowing in Space. Did you not go? I was there. I, was, I hoped yeah. to, did I? Yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah. That was fantastic, wasn't it? That was fun. I that was honestly one of the one of the best places I've ever gone. It was really good. It was, they redid the room, which was really nice. But that was also... Yeah. I wanted to do uh, Cantrell's one that night. What was it? Uh, yeah, uh, Brothers. Brothers. Yep. But I, I got, like, surprise, like, hosted. Like, the last time they did yeah. that one at Snowing in Space, I just threw out as, like, a, a random, hey, by the way, if you need it, host or something let me I've never hosted before in my life I was just like <laughs> <laughs> hey it was a good time for the first you got a yeah. host you got a host energy yeah thank you thank you that was fun no the uh, control's mic was really good that's what I've heard uh, it was wasn't quite as good for as snowing in space at least for my set okay. uh, but I mean Abdullah wrecked it that was did he? he did like 12 minutes he had four callbacks it all hit everything hit nice. it was fantastic nice. It's been cool starting to see, like, our whole group start to get better and, like, actually do well. And it's really amazing. And their own shows and stuff. Like, Abdullah's room is really good. Yeah. Uh, I heard great things about McCallie's room, so that'll be fun. You didn't go on Friday? I didn't make it, no. It was, um... Someone screamed at Winston for, like, an hour or two. I'm, I'm bummed. Yeah, it, got, it was not, uh... It was less fun in the moment. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was they... And I think he did a really good job. He got he booked the room for the first time. That's hard to do, and he got a really good lineup. I think they had, like they they got to figure out a few things if they're gonna redo like they're gonna do another show there. Yeah. Like, because it was like they only had like sit down seating. So if you wanted a drink, you had to be like had to, like waited on. Oh. Okay. Couldn't just go grab a, a drink at a bar. So like the whole time there was like waitresses coming through. It is kind of that I think made it difficult on the the crowd. But the the comedians did great, and then it was like. The show was killing. The, the instance with that guy yelling, well, it happened literally on the final joke of the night. Uh, it was like not even a joke. It was just kind of like some crowd work. This dude flipped out. They're like, all right. 
ever. It was the first time ever. And he did. Nice. Okay. It was. That's that's the problem. Is that set wouldn't have worked anywhere yeah. else. Uh, but I mean, so that room is really good. It's insane. It's okay. absolutely ridiculous. Okay. If you bomb there, there's something horribly wrong with you, and you should not be doing comedy. I have seen it once, and it is my new guilty pleasure. Yeah, I I, I want to go out with you. I'll do whatever. It's yeah. yeah no, I'll try to get you on one at some point. It's it's a lot of fun. Just talk to Robbie. He's uh, really chill about it. Anyway, so all right, driven crazy. This is the first first episode I've recorded. I don't know if I'm gonna release this one first. Uh, it depends on when Christina gets back because she's got she's got a whole bunch of research on the psychology of why car conversations are so as good as they are. Okay. She, like Christina is your fiance, by the way. No, no, no Christina Montori, the uh, the comedian slash ex weather woman. Okay, she's not your fiance. No, yes. no, no. Um, Christina is recently divorced. Good friend, not the fiance. Fiance okay. is Danielle. Yeah. I, I probably has. I won't. I'm, I have no research on why. <laughs> <laughs> Why it's a good conversation, but I would say it has something to do with the fact that we're like traveling at 80 miles an hour right now. Like, it might be, yeah. Like, pumping. I don't know. <laughs> something about the impending thought of death that makes you want to spill everything. Yeah. yeah this is oh, this would be such a bad place to die. There's <laughs> absolutely nothing in between Charlottesville and Richmond. There's absolutely nothing between anything in Virginia. Yeah, it really is. When I'm, back, when I'm back home, right, I don't know how much New Hampshire experience you've got, but like you start in a city More like Manchester, which is roughly the size of Charlottesville, and then you got to go through like... Nashua, Bedford, Amherst, Milford, Wilton, where I live, and then you get to the nothingness. In Virginia, you leave Richmond or Charlottesville or Lynchburg, and it's instant nothingness yeah. until you get to the next place. Yeah. It's, there's like, because in New England, there's like, outside of your town, there's always another town. It's just like, yeah. it's whole, like, until you get like up into the, like, the north, where like, you, it's known that yeah, shit ends. We don't, we don't talk about that place. <laughs> but remember, like, down south, there's just where you, if anywhere really outside of the northeast, there's so much more room. So, like, I remember I was in Tennessee, and they were like, yeah, we're, we got some, like, explosive targets. We're going to take them out and shoot them. We're like, where are you going? Like, I was going outside of town. I'm like, well, where are you going? Like, what town? They're like, it's, it's not a town. It's just, <laughs> it's just, no, it's just, yeah, generic. It's just Tennessee. There's just, like, nothing going on there, so you can just blow shit up. Well, okay. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that even existed. <laughs> That's fun. And New Hampshire's another good place for blowing stuff up. We got... Because I mean, anyone can buy any gun anywhere at any time. Uh, it, it is it is truly live free or die. Yeah, you guys are the little rebels of New England. We really are. Yeah. It's, but it's weird because it's a it's, it's a blue state. Is it though? It's a, it's when it when it votes, it's a blue state. Yeah. Uh, although I don't know, we have a Republican governor right now. It's, a good so way it's, to live. it's, it's pretty sweet. It's a good way to live. It is because you get the benefits. Yeah. Uh, we get like well, there's good social programs. There's there's like decent public stuff, but at the same time, uh, no one there's no tax, there's no sales tax, and there's no income tax. I'm poor, man. I got the don't tread on me plates. One of those douchebags. <laughs> that oh no, that's 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 <laughs> real. That belongs in New Hampshire. To be perfectly it does. honest, it does. <laughs> No, I mean, it, you can do just about anything in New Hampshire. And it, the, the best part, I didn't realize it until I came down here and then went home and I bought something and you pay what is on the price tag. And that just, that just gives me so much joy. Yeah. yeah. Even when I'm down here, I got to figure out, okay, if it costs $5, it's probably like five forty-five. So you can, I like paying with even bills. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing when you're like, your state can build a reputation as like, 
survive their chest to buy booze. Oh yeah, that is, we've got <laughs> Massachusetts, malls. That's like why we thought we have founded. Pheasant Lane Mall is right on the border in New Hampshire and Massachusetts, yeah. and it's just flooded with the mass holes that oh, come yeah. in to, to buy everything. Yeah. That was very strategically placed. Was, all right, so I mean, this is Finney. You were the first person I ever really talked to in any sort of comedy world ever at all. That's exciting. Well, yeah. oh, that's awesome, man. It Thanks was a so May twenty fourth Southern Open Mic. Uh, I mean, I briefly talked with Winston, but... Uh, wow, dude, that was a year ago? That was a, a little under a year Whoa. ago. I know, I'm such a, a fresh-faced Fuck. newbie. Oh, man, that's... No, that's not feeling... Really, okay, that's cool, though, yeah. So that was, like, your first... That was your first time there? It was probably, like, my first time there, to be honest. I'm gonna say, yeah, it was... Uh, I feel like we, there's all, the whole group of us that were... We started around the same time. Yep. If you had that great uh, Dunkin' Donuts joke... That's always a fun one. Dunkin' Donuts, I as as much as I despise their coffee, to be honest, their bagels are not bad. Uh, none of it's good. None like, of it's good. Of, well, I mean, their, their bagels, honestly, it, it's the donuts are honestly horrendous, and I didn't realize that until I had a hot, fresh Krispy Kreme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the don- it, it, no. But their bagels are pretty good. As, a, as good as a bagel can be, it's with bread. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you, well, 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 you, well. you live in Charlottesville. You know Bodo's. I went to Bodo's the other day. It was the first time. It wasn't, did it, was it, did it, it defy expectations? It was very whelming. It was not overwhelming. Really? I was just like straight, it was a bagel. Uh, uh, I didn't know uh, what to do with it. I just, it, it's just bread. Not, not a, it's, no, it's oh, like so a, much like more than bread. It's like a crime saying it or something. <laughs> At least you're not in New York. You'd be killed in New York for saying that. It was weird. It was weird. There's like... The two biggest bagel scenes I've ever seen have been New York and Virginia. Yeah, it is. There's like three. But the Bodo's is like this huge place that's probably as close to New York as you're ever gonna get. People from here, they like they they fucking ride or die for Bodo's. They they oh, get yeah. fired up over it. It's, I, I love Bodo's honestly. And like your reaction right now, like you're kind of offended. I can tell. <laughs> Just a little bit. But like people from here, they would jump out of this car at eight miles an hour. They are. I'm a heretic. To that, that's very true. Uh, I'm not from here, so I don't have quite that much pride, but I, I'm hurt just a little bit. You should be. I meant it. All right, so, all right. One of the things we're talking about, what is the John March story? How did you, how did you, What? first of all, what are you doing for work right now? For work, okay. I, uh, I studied engineering, worked in engineering. engineering. What do you want to get into engineering? I wanted to get engineering, I don't know, I was always good with math numbers in school and um you know i was like i did really well in school actually i was like just, like always like top of my class i'm already not like the top but you know yeah you should be but you know like up there but uh so i was like i do want to do some you know something with that go to school i kind of just had no idea really intention what to do after that but they're like engineering that's math you don't have to write any papers so i was gonna do that oh, there you go yeah and got into manufacturing as like a manufacturing engineer and that shit was hell what were you manufacturing or engineering to be manufactured uh no it's the other way around it's it's engineering how you manufacture right and what what were you engineering manufacturers uh, for so i mean i really i've worked in multiple spots we did like i've done biomedical equipment um so it's like fiber optics like the first really job I had was we worked in this company we built um, uh, flexible endoscopes so oh as in for colonoscopies for colonoscopies or even better what we specialize in is if you have a kidney stone oh boy 
they send it up your urethra, right, oh, up, your, right oh. up your dick hole, and they go into your kidneys, and they literally have a laser attached to it, attached to the end of it, and it shoots a laser <laughs> at the kidney. It's fucking badass. We are living in the future. Well, no, oh, I, you, you, want, you want to know why we're really living in the future? Because Please. the so they measure really small um, diameters in a measurement called French's. I don't know why, but it's just like it's a really small measurement way to measure a diameter. And the average male urethra is about nine French's. Okay. Until this company I worked for, they're... And that's they're, my new unit of measurement for everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this company I worked for, their uh, endoscope got down to seven French's, which was like groundbreaking because before that, the smallest so ever like a was... Like, string? Dude, the smallest ever was 12. Okay. Which is larger than the average million. Quite invasive and painful. Oh, imagine how bad that would be. So that was that was fun. Uh, Then I built some. You know, that was like a really high tech facility. And then I worked built like you know maybe you're like a breaker box. It's called a lighting panel. If you're like you know power goes out, you go to flip a breaker in your house. You go into the basement. You open that that cabinet with the breakers in it. Yeah. We built those. So we put the breakers and all that. So you make the most obnoxiously unflippable switches in all humanism. Yeah, really. <laughs> and the weird, annoying little cuffs that link them together so you can't flip yeah. them separately. It's, I don't know why I hate those, but I hate those. It's, it's, dude, if you see how, how people treated breakers, yeah. like, they were just absolutely... It's like that the biomedical facility was like clean room, super pristine, amazing. This place where you built those breaker boxes, it was like... There was little holes, little holes in the ceiling. It, so, lo- it looks like what you imagine an Italian, a stereotypical Italian garage to be in Jersey. That's yeah, what it is. Like. Yeah, it was, but yeah, it was. It was. It was that, and then you got two hundred people working. You got, you got meatball scraps on the floor. Mm-hmm. It was. It was uh, less than ideal, but and that and that shit was just hard because manufacturing in general, because it's just so many hours. Like yeah. when I moved to Charlottesville, you said I met you probably back in May, almost a year ago. Yep. I was still doing manufacturing, and I was working like ninety hours a week. Like, Ooh. like that, I, that sounds like what Jake's because Jake's an engineer too, and he works an exorbitant amount. Like it's ridiculous. It's fucking insane. It's honestly like not healthy. Like I took off like one day a month, including weekends. Wow. Yeah, like super, super bad. Like, He's got the weekends free, but his weekdays. I mean, he, he has to wake up at like four or five. And he doesn't get out until sometimes seven or eight at night. Yeah, oh, yeah I've had those days. And it's and then was it then what he used to do is he would then go to Mike's in Richmond from Lynchburg. He would get out of work at like six, drive all the way to Richmond, get back at like two in the morning, and then wake up at four. Yeah, that's. Not he would do this almost three or four or five days a week. It's not good for you. Whenever yeah. you, you ever meet someone who says like they figure out they don't need to sleep. That's me. Yeah, dude. Okay. That's a huge red flag. Every time I ever meet someone who's like, I'm figuring it out, I don't really need to say, dude, you, you, you ride and you ride it, in a dangerous line. It's going to come back and bite me at some point, but I'm going to I'm gonna abuse my ability while I am still young and have it because it is the last fleeting glimpse of youth I still okay. have. So when you say when you say you don't need sleep, how much sleep do you get on, on, like, on a nightly basis? Oh, that depends. I mean, last night I didn't fall asleep until 5. For no reason. And what time did you wake up? Uh, like, was my first class was 9.40. I woke up at like 9. Okay, so you got four hours? Yep. Yeah, that is not enough, man. And I'm fine. I've been fine all day. And yeah. I'm probably not going to be able to go to bed for a while tonight either. I, I, 
I, I don't consume nearly as much caffeine as I used to. Uh, but it's not that. I honestly don't know what my problem is. Yeah, so do you... Like, like I, on the weekends, like, do you catch up? Do you, like, do you, like, you know... Not often, because, I mean, know? I got... Saturday is usually my only day to sleep in, because then I gotta wake up early, because I'm uh, usually playing music at my church on Sunday, so I gotta, gotta be up real early for that. Okay, that's pretty hard. Yeah, I mean... But at the same time, I don't feel that burnt out, like... I realized at first, because I never really did this... Well, okay, alright, so back when I was in, like, 7th grade, I would, like, some... Most nights be up till 2 or 3 and wake up at 6, and I don't know how I did that. I really don't. Thinking back to it now, I don't know how I survived. But then then I, I slept normally for a good while, and then I got to college, and what first spurred it was my... One of my best friends, uh, David Osika, shout out, uh, he and his girlfriend and then subsequently wife were having a baby uh, and I mean he was one of my best friends so obviously I was, I was super pumped about this uh, and the other third person in our trio, Nathan, other shout out uh, Nathan and I were roommates and uh, David was back home here in Charlottesville uh, and he texted us at like 9 o'clock that his wife was going into labor and we're like oh here we go let's go it's gonna happen uh, and so we told our RA we might be signing out pretty late. He's like, all right, just let me know. And, uh, about... Hold on. I want to say... you have to tell your RA when you leave the... Oh, yeah, no, we have curfew at midnight. Yo! You can sign out, but at the same time... It's... Uh, it sounds oppressive, but uh, Liberty is the third safest college campus uh, in the nation. We, we, nothing that's ever that's happened. Good thing. Yeah. That's why someone got pregnant. So, so, this, so all three of you are at Liberty. Uh, no, 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 David's back here, because he dropped out after she got pregnant. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so we were going to go to Charlottesville to see the baby, uh, and so we had no idea it was going to happen, so as soon as we heard she was going into labor, we both looked into sheets, got some caffeine, uh, and we're like, all right, no sleep tonight. And I, I want to say it's like one in the morning uh, when he said, they're at the hospital, it's getting serious, and so we took off grab Sheets Quesaritos. I'm gonna, that's, that's my first shameless plug. Uh, Sheets, give me money. I love your stuff. You guys <laughs> sustained me through several months of my life. <laughs> Brought to you by Sheets. Great prices, better food. <laughs> it, Sheets is expensive compared to other stuff, but it's good. So you, so you grab your taquitos. Grab no, Quesaritos. Quesaritos. It's a burrito covered in a quesadilla college student's wet dream. And uh, we head out to Charlottesville and we get to the hospital, and it's like 3 in the morning. Uh, so obviously the hospital's vacant. It took us forever to find where we were going. What? Uh, Why did you need to be there, by the way? Like, well, was we're, she we're, like, they better be here? No, no. We're, we were just very invested in, in, in <laughs> okay. their, their whole family. Uh, it was, it was, imagine your best okay. friend's having a baby. You're going to go. Um, and so we got there, and Lindsay was out of her gourd on the epidural. Which I had never witnessed anyone on an epidural before. Shout out, Lindsay. Shout out, epidural. It was great. So, <laughs> she was loopy, but she said that she was mortified of the the guy. When you get an epidural, there's a guy who has to come in and, like, put ice on your back to tell if you can feel or not and if they have to give you more. Uh, and she was, like, petrified of it. Like, it was going to kill her. The ice? The, yeah, she like, the ice man was... Well, like, now when you put it that way. She described it like, 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 like a... Like a like an like an ancient Puerto Rican villager with his farm describing the tales of a chupacabra. Like it was the most 
grim horror story I've ever heard out of anybody about a dude who puts an ice cube on your back. This is it was all in her head, or is he actually was like an old elderly Puerto Rican man? No, no, I mean, I mean that was how she described it. it was like with the the silent terror of a of a villager who's been ravaged by a chupacabra. Okay. Uh, and the weirdest part is after she had the baby, she said that she didn't even feel it. The that was the whole worst part of the experience was the ice man. <laughs> But never, anyway, I've never heard a birth described like that. Right. Well, so okay, so baby's healthy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So it's like it's like four in the morning when uh, we get the, the we're at the hospital and they hear that uh, it's uh, it's calmed down or contractions are staying the same distance apart, so it might not be until the next day. So Nathan and I go up to their house to take care of their lizard and their dog because no one else is at the house. And Amora, Amora is their golden retriever. She is the love of my life and the greatest animal to ever walk. The greatest living being to... Shout out Colby's fiance, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she has met this dog and she would she would understand and support my description. He doubled down. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, so we let... take care of Amora. Yep. And uh, we were just chilling at their house and we had to go back to Liberty because we had to go to convocation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10.30 in the morning, which means we get to listen to usually political speakers for about an hour. So it's like you have to... Sh- Everyone has to go to it, which is... If you don't go. How they, uh, you get fined $10. It doesn't sound like liberty to me. That sounds very libertarian. That authoritarian. To be honest, most Christian colleges think we're like crazy liberal. Like, like they think we're horrible. It's a, I, I didn't even. It, it's a whole crazy thing. Uh, I mean, I believe at the, the college my mom went to, there were separate staircases and elevators <laughs> for male and female. You gotta watch out for them upskirts. Which, uh, ironically yeah. enough, is the same college Pete Holmes went to. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so you're, you're you're hooking up with Amora. I'm hooking up with Amora. You're rolling so around with we, her. we had to go back, so we were we were gonna just chill at the house and, and keep the dog company until we had to go back. And Nathan was working on the assignment that he was doing last minute because that's how he rolls. Uh, and he he's like, all right, I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna get like half an hour of sleep, then we're gonna go back. And I'm just sitting there, and like, I know I'm not gonna go to sleep that night. That's it, that whole idea is out the window. Amora's shooting you those eyes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so he he is alright, done. Closes the laptop, leans back in the recliner. Three, two, one, beep, beep, beep. The alarm goes off. No way. <laughs> he just wakes up and says, damn it! And so we get in our car, my car, we go back to uh back to Lynchburg. Uh, the second we pull into our dorm, we get the text, he's here. So he was born on our drive back. So we're a little salty about that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you guys, like, when you found out she was going into labor, did you guys look up the fact that, like, you know, how long, like, birth usually take? Well, we know it's, 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 it's variable. It's always different for everybody. Uh, but then, so, after classes, uh, Nathan felt sick because of the sheets, quesarito, and not having slept because he was, uh, weakling. And so, I was fine. <laughs> I mean, I had been up for, like, well over 24 hours at this point. Uh, and so I got in my car, I headed back to Charlottesville, uh, they were still in the hospital, UVA, what up? And, uh, I mean, I got in there, and I, I, I honestly think there is something to the idea of, like, fat, like, I mean, every, every religions and, and, uh, different thought practices often involve fasting food, because it puts you in a different state of mind. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think there is something to the idea of fasting sleep, I really do, because 
I have never felt what I felt when I got there and held him that day. You know, like huh. I so never you had understood. Like a high, like your body yeah. was already like reaching into I, the reserve tank. I, what was happening? I think crazy my chemicals at you. My brain doesn't usually shut up, and for after I'm up for 24 hours, the whole rest of that day until I go to sleep, my brain is, is pretty mellow, and so I, I think it opens. You just beat the shit out of it. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it, it was it was it opened me up more to experience something. But I mean, I held I held him and I, I looked at him and I thought, oh, this is I get it now. I would I would gladly die for this child. Huh? He's uh, one and a half years old now. Adorable as always. Uh, he's I mean, I was there for hours and he didn't cry. He's like, huh. he's like, he, he's he never really cried. He's like the easiest child I've ever witnessed. Lindsay does not know how good she has it.
marketing. Yeah, Jungle okay. Book Marketing. Been there for a few months now, which is still didn't explain how you got into comedy. No, no. How did I get into comedy? Oh, that was I was just severely depressed. I was just like <laughs> super, super. Aren't we all? <laughs> I was no. I was like like dark thoughts, depressed. My senior year of college had a really, really, really tough go of it for a few months there. And um, yeah. <laughs> Very fun. The same week I, I went to comp, like, I went to therapy for the first time. I went to an open mic for the first time, and it was they were both. What, what made you want to do it? You know, I just like you said. You like I don't know if it's a New England thing, but you know, your brain just never shuts up. Like I just, yeah. I, I never. I was heard it described as a uh, a phobia of silence. Yes. Right. And so, Absolutely. Thoughts are not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, you know, like growing up, I was never the class clown, but then you know.
Yeah, I don't know how that happened. It seemed like all of a sudden. Yeah, it was, well, it was as soon as fantasy football ended, it just took off. It's weird though, right? It is really weird because most of the people there are not people you would imagine that would be paying attention to Monday Night Football. No, it just, I still, there's got to be something else that would be a big, big factor. I don't know if the Reddit post or something. Winston's only gotten like five or six people in from a Reddit post, which is honestly a lot more than you'd expect a Reddit post to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining. I mean, it does suck when you get on at like 30th. Yeah. It's so hard to even like motivate yourself to stay. Yeah. Well, that's proven there's an audience. Maybe we'll get like a like a reasonable, good club kind of venue going on at some point here. So what about you, Mr. Colby? Now, what got you into comedy? All right, how far back does this seat recline? Because it's there. Okay, the man. Kick it back. Kick it back. <laughs> uh, all right. So I did not... I had like two really good friends for like through like kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth grade, and around between like fourth and fifth grade, uh, it it became clearer and clearer how weird and sheltered I was because there were these friends. These were friends who I mean I, I hate to sound snobby, but like their parents would basically let them do, watch, see, hear anything, uh, and I I was very very sheltered, uh, and I it was just I was just weird. Like I didn't fit in anything. Uh, and I mean, they, they were... So shocking. I know, honestly. <laughs> uh, they were, like, the loud, funny types, and they got everyone to laugh, and I think that was, that was how you gained respect in my whole group of chiblets, yeah. uh, is you had to make everyone laugh, and so, I mean, I, I would try and try and try and try, and I never... I mean, that was funny, but it wasn't, like... It, you it was never funny enough. Guy. I wasn't yeah. the funny No, and that was what I wanted to be, because I wanted friends, and which I really had a hard time with. And then, so then... I left that whole group because I didn't go to my town's public school. I went to uh, middle and high school at this place called Academy for Science and Design, which is a, a charter school for science and engineering. Uh, and I came out of that a pilot slash comedian, so that's... Yeah? I, it, what a yeah, weird, weird backstory. Pilot is kind of science. It's a little bit, yeah. But yeah. the school did not like the aviation program. Yeah. Roll pitch, yeah? You know about roll pitch, yeah? Uh, roll pitch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, so I got there, and I had a group of friends in middle school, and then they all left. Seven, between 7th and 8th grade, they all left. And then I had a couple friends in ninth grade. But what ended up really happening was, like, I would be friends with everybody, which meant I wasn't friends with anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I knew everyone. You were too spread thin. But, like, yeah, exactly. Like, if someone was looking to do something with someone, I was not ever the person they reached out to. And I lived far away from everyone, so that, that made it even more difficult. Okay. 
And then Brittany and, and David and left. He knocks up the. You know, and Brittany. then my friend Brittany, uh, she was unrelated to the whole situation. She left because she wanted to join the army, and that, that didn't work out either. But and then Nathan dropped out after he was my roommate second year. He dropped out after the first semester. So I was like, oh. Does he have a fun story too for why he dropped out, or he just? Uh, he just was, college was not really his thing. Not, that is. Uh, not it's not everyone's thing. It's not. It wasn't his thing. Uh, I, I still don't know the name of this bar. Uh, I think they just call it, I don't think it's called, uh, it, it's, it's not Murphy's, it's not... Oh, it's something like that. It's McLaren's. 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 It was named after one of the guys on the show. Uh, so you're, or like so you're trying to get, you're trying to find your McLaren. I was trying to find my group, my group, and I never, never had it. Uh, so, and I guess, like, a lot of people get into comedy because it's, they didn't get parental attention everyone like daddy issues mommy issues something like that yeah. I had plenty of attention from my parents that was never an issue I never had attention from my peers uh, I mean like, like my the people I was closest to my entire child life were like my parents friends you an only child no no I got a sibling a sister but uh, we were we were often at odds and ends oh really yeah oh how so I, I, to, to get deep. I honestly don't know uh I mean, we used to play a lot, but then we got older, and she just didn't like me. She, she was a teenager from age nine onwards. Yeah, yeah. Was one of those people. She, we're closer now because uh, she's an adult, basically, and realizes everything now. Uh, her and my parents are not doing so so hot, though. Uh, but that, that's, that's what happens. I wasn't doing so hot with them either before I left. I think you gotta leave home to actually to appreciate your parents to yeah. the maximum level. Yeah. Like, when I go back now, we have a much better relationship than it was ever when I was living there full time. It's hard to appreciate them, you know? Yeah. It's... I, mean, I was 10 years old, and I'd be able to hold a conversation like a 40-year-old. I can see that. It was weird. I was just this weird kid. How old are you now? You're like, what, 23? I'm 20. You're 20? What the fuck? <laughs> No, <laughs> I my whole life everyone thought I was five years younger than I was, and now all of a sudden something flipped, and everyone thinks I'm forty-five. So what? I feel forty-five. Like you're talking about these stories, like there were so long. So like, when did? So what? You, you're I'm not in my third year of college. Your third year, okay. Huh. All right, so you can still find your McLarens. Gee, you can't even drink. You can't go to McLaren. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, honestly. Uh, Jesus. And uh, I mean. Oh my god! I'm burnt. Like I can't do. I, like everyone's like, oh, just find a new group of people at school. I'm like, why, why, why bother? They're they, everyone. Everyone's gonna leave. Yeah, but also like, I also like. I want to hang out with someone from here. Liberty. Yeah, you can throw the AC on. I'm rolling cold, man. I gotta. Is this is your glove compartment haunted? Oh yeah, the light thing going on in there. Yeah, it's um, flickering like the dead soul of whoever was murdered in this truck. Yeah, uh, it does feel like someone's been murdered in this truck, doesn't it? it you know, I've got, that, I can't really get that vibe. Yeah, this guy is a ten-year-old truck, man. I love old trucks. <laughs> when I got this truck, it wasn't one. I, I liked it more now that it's gotten older. It's like weird, weird tools <laughs> in here for no reason. Yeah. Little things don't work. That door in the back right, it don't, it don't open. It's so weird. Yeah, cars are weird. I love, I love it. Uh, yeah, that light in there. You know, like the light in your fridge? Yeah. Um, I see, like, the door sensor is kind of going on and on. Yeah, it's just a... I mean, it's... Okay. I don't know. I opened this one day, and the, the, the whole thing just came off. And so I kind of just uh, kind of MacGyvered it back on. Weird. But now it doesn't quite make right contact with that switch to turn the light on. Okay. Turn, uh, yeah, go, lady. Go, go, go. It doesn't make, right, make the right contact. So... Everyone really, knows how to drive here. 
They really don't. This whole state is just full of the worst. No one here deserves a driver's license. You never know. Virginia how... DMV, step it up, please. Dude, dude, how does New England get the worst rap for drivers? Even though they're we... aggressive, and that scares all the all the other poor pansies. It really is bullshit because we have the worst roads in New England. Yes, our and so roads all, are horrendous. And so all the stats are like, oh, look at all the accidents going on there. I guess the drivers are terrible. It's because really. we got four foot potholes that you gotta careen around in the, in the middle Come of. On. It's yeah, yep. It's even worse, like, in, at least there's, like, some mountains and hills in Virginia. Yeah. In Houston, dude, it's just flat. It's just big Virginia's, like, a slightly warmer, bigger, hillier New, uh, New England. Yeah, it's like New really England is. light. It is. It's like New England plus. Plus, yeah, yeah. You, you, put, you could work in marketing. Half of marketing is just putting plus on the other things. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it's like this, but better. Yeah. yeah that's most of what I do. Uh, anyway, so we got into we got my mentality. So what... what uh, oh, <laughs> you might hate this. My first real foray into what comedy was was, believe it or not, Jeff Dunham. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I like Dane Cook. Uh, Dane Cook is different because I mean, like, we, 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 my family got Spark of Insanity, and I watched it one night, and it was the funniest thing I had ever witnessed. Yeah, he's he's like, super it, talented. It, it, <laughs> I go back and watch it now. And he is one of the most racist individuals. Yeah. There's some horrible stuff. Like his like entire characters are just sweet. How did he get away with sweet daddy D? I don't know. I really don't know. It's... And then it, well, I went back and like I watched early early videos like his evening at the improv with Peanut, and it was so blatantly obvious that Peanut was supposed to be an African American exaggeration. Yeah. It's... And I'm like this this how how. I don't know how he gets away with anything. He's not saying it. it's just the puppet, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's weird. Uh, Winston showed me another guy who who's not a ventriloquist, but he has puppets, and one of them is named Sister Girl. Sister Girl. Sister Girl, and it's like the, the most dramatic, like hood black woman stereotype you've like ever seen. Martina Martinez. Uh, it's so bad. And then this other one that he just came out with is called Twinkie. Jesus. And it's a little a gay, gay dude yeah, with per, with pink hair. It's it's. And like there, clubs are letting this guy go on at risk of being permanently shut down forever. I don't want to see like a blogger attack the puppet. Honestly, not even that guy. This guy's not vain enough. I mean, yeah. yeah but anyway, that was Jeff Dunham. Was how I, I mean, I, I would like repeat his stuff to everyone I knew in my life. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually, like, I found Jim Gaffigan, and I fell in love with Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, uh, you kind of. Jim Gaffigan vibe. Yeah, Tim Tim Hawkins, Christian comedian. He's actually probably he's pretty funny. Uh, like I honestly, most people would like him, especially if you, if anyone grew up in a church, you'd get a lot of his references. Uh, funny dude. Uh, and I got into him for a while, and then I started. I found like Louis, uh, John Mulaney, and it just sort of took off from there. And I started like slowly acquiring new people. And I got to the point where I'm like freshman year of college, I, I would put my music library on shuffle, and at least a half of it was comedy. And I've got like four thousand songs. So it, it became a point where I'm like, this, this, this seems like, this seems like there might be something going so on. So you just kind of noticed the ones all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm that, super into this. Between that and I would, I would make everybody laugh because it's the only way to consistently make people like me. Yeah. Uh, you recruitment for your McLaren's crew. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is, you didn't, well, didn't that, even realize it, My fiance is when we started, when we got together. I mean, no one ever made me laugh more than her, and no one ever made her laugh more than me. It was, it's, uh, it was, it's a very huge part. Granted, 
so much of it is such a deep level of inside joke at this point yeah. that half of what we say makes no sense. But yeah. uh, the humor is such a huge part of my life. Uh, I got an inside joke with my girlfriend. It was like when we were dating for like a few months, and she said, like, "Hey, we don't have any inside jokes." And now that's like an inside joke between us. I always thought we don't. Yeah. But uh, inside jokes with everyone. Yeah, that, that's a good answer by the way for anyone. If that time you ever ask like a guy like why they get into comedy, it's just totally to make girls laugh. That's like that. That's that's the all, that's the well, answer. That, that wasn't even. I was. I've been in a relationship since I was fifteen. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Which that's is almost sort of freeing. The same, wow. Like, like I'll see someone like Paige, and he'll be trying to hook up with someone. And I'm like, I I can't. I wouldn't. The effort that it takes to like have to be a pressing. You know what I mean? I, I'm just. I'm glad I don't ever have to deal with that again. Yeah, yeah. And it's I do, fun however. Too, though. It's fun, like the the chase, the hunt, like that's like there's there's some not my thing anymore. Well, yeah, you got you got beetles. I've let myself go too much. That's the other problem. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing though with comedy. If you if you're a funny guy, woman, like there's they're different. Than that's us. true. They're first time I did after. first time I did Blacksburg. And people started talking to me. I'm like, oh, this is how Tom Segura has, has relationships. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Ralphie May had a wife. Yeah. Anyway, comedy was something I always sort of, I, I always loved it. I listened to it a lot. My roommate and I were super into it. Uh, I mean, we would just, we used to just drive around for like hours at a time. Because for some he never wanted to be in the dorm. And this is how I discovered car conversations. Uh, we would just drive around and talk about everything. Uh, and and we'd like so you guys start, just drive around with nowhere to go. Yep, and we start we just start like running bits by each other before I even knew what that was. Uh, yeah. And I mean, after he left, I had to finish up my commercial pilot certificate, and it was the school was taking forever, the FAA was taking forever. I got kicked out of my dorm on May sixth, uh, and I was stuck at this is my friend at the baby's house in Charlottesville for a month and a half after the semester. Right, I remember you. I really just that. wanted to get get home. I, I was I was ready to go. But I, I was living in this weird, like, I didn't have anything to do at all, ever, any day. So it was just this horrible cycle of, like, being awake till God knows when, sleeping till God knows when. I lost all track of any sort of time whatsoever. It was weird. And eventually I was like, I, I remembered seeing something. One time they took me to Fridays After Five, downtown Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw a thing for, for an open mic. I'm like, I wonder if there's going to be one of those while I'm here. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, it was May 24th Winston Hodges hosted uh, and I walked in there thinking I knew what I it was I didn't have anything written down I was just going to talk about the stuff that I had thought yeah right you, and you think I that's mean, what it's like right? I, yeah. <laughs> right? I forgot my premises yeah. not even the punchline yeah. I didn't even have yeah. punchlines yeah. uh, and it was I mean I got a, like a laugh here and there but it was it was rough and that's such a testament to like all those like super established comics you, you watch from like yes. you watch so much comedy and then the first thing you went to do it you assumed that they would just go up there fucking talking yep. and then, then I, <laughs> that's what you think it is and that's yeah. not at all what it no, is it's not and it it, it, it was rough it did not feel good and I'm like so being the masochistic feeling. SOB I am I'm like alright I gotta do this again uh, yep. and so then, yep. then I found I saw the Richmond Funny Bone open mic I was like okay I'll go into that uh, Liz Carr was hosting she was funny I liked her uh and then that uh, went moderately well because I had written stuff down. That was the first time I ever did my Dunkin' Donuts joke. Uh, and the, the line it was, it was about the it's just white people, bad accents. Yep. Yeah. Did very well. I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is fun. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, then I went back to the Southern, did my, okay. Pro Renata went pretty well. And then I went back home for the summer. Uh, I, I, went, I went to the weekly open mic in New Hampshire. And I started building. And New England is rough. I mean, as rough as I feel like Virginia is at times, it doesn't hold a candle compared to New England audiences. Yeah, because they're, they're just be a little, little more aggressive. It's just a little, it's got a little so more aggressive. A little more edge to it. And there's less people there that are actively oh. trying to do something. Like most of the people in our scene, like want to want to make at least some money doing this. In New England, there's just a whole bunch of guys. It's like they're a thing that they do the one day a week, and they don't get any better. And it's horrendous. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just depressing to watch. Uh, but I mean, in New England, it definitely forces you to grow faster than you would elsewhere. Uh, and then I got back here, started going to the Southern again. Eventually, I got hooked up with Johnny Camacho and uh, Christina, who introduced me to Blacksburg. And I went there, and I had eight minutes of laughs through the whole set. And I, it took me like a week to come down from that. I'm That's like, such a good feeling, right? Yep, I get why people want to do this now. Where the fuck am I going to park? That's a good question. Where do I want to park? All right, we will continue this on the City ride dogs. back. To be continued. To be continued. <laughs>